What's up, Matt? What's up, buddy? <laughs> uh, sorry about the uh, late notice there. I was trying to get my my stuff together, and uh, I uh, realized I hadn't even communicated with you today. <laughs> oh, you're golden, my man. I was actually in the process of getting set up. I've been I've been trying to get my uh, desk area uh, kind of situated and dialed in. I think I'm pretty close to it. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I was already getting I was already messing with it, getting set up. Sweet, sweet. Um, as usual, we didn't have a, a show topic lined up, but um, <laughs> I was going to watch this new Bigfoot documentary. Um, it's not okay. very long at all, and uh, I thought it would be uh, I thought it would be fun to just do a little watch watch party and review it. Um, right on. I uh, I do want to mention something. I know I told you, but uh, the audience doesn't know. Um, what happened in uh chicago i was out there for uh, an event and i ran into somebody for those of you um that have been watching the show for a while you know i visited the zach baggins haunted museum when we were in vegas and uh, i ran into somebody um from vegas who I, I don't know if she wants me to publicly uh say her name or anything like that so i'll keep it on the down low for now she did volunteer to come on the show um, I had to ask, so I guess I really wasn't a volunteer. Yeah, but, right. But uh, she's open-minded to come on the show. Um, she's a sensitive. Um, but uh, she actually knows um, the museum very well because she knows Zach Baggins. And I told her about my experiences, and she was very interested. And when I told her about the white clown, our good old friend Jizz the Clown. Yeah, uh, yeah, that little guy. She She did confirm that they do hire little people to dress as clowns. However... She's never heard of an all white one. So, <laughs> um, still no, no concrete proof that what I saw was real. But, uh, I mean, I saw it. It was a real thing, but I don't know if it was a, an actual ghost or, uh, whatever it was, entity. It was um, there. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> so, um, it might be one of those mysteries that, uh, I'll never know unless, um, we go there at night. So I was actually, we were sitting at the continental breakfast at the hotel. And we were flanked by two people um, or a couple. And then um, this guy, there was a horror convention going on. So it was kind of cool um, in the same hotel. And the guy next to me had mentioned um, Las Vegas. And somehow we got talking about the paranormal. And he was talking about, oh, he was talking about going to Vegas and how he was just there and how he went to the haunted museum. And he did the flashlight tour. He said, uh, yeah, he said that was pretty creepy. And that when he was in the basement with um, the, uh, the ritual room where they have, where they did satanic rituals and stuff. They have a, a spirit box. And he said, the spirit box said his name. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. And you know, I told him I was down there talking shit. <laughs> I was like, I wanted some shit to happen. And you know, some shit kind of did happen, but you're down uh, there all like King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I think we should do the flashlight tour, dude. All right, I man. Think, I think we should go in there with some hidden cameras. I mean, we'll try. We'll do our best. So we'll try our best. You just can't walk around. You have to. It has to be hidden, you know. So maybe if we can get some uh, good footage from inside, it would be, it would be fun. But um, yeah. Bigfoot Matt is probably my favorite subject. Um, I mean, we do have a good time with the Bigfoot. I love Bigfoot, and the guy that uh, you know that had his encounter from fucking like less than ten feet away. It's like five feet away. He sees this thing. Yeah. So, I mean, people see these things. Now, are they figments of their imagination? Are they hallucinating? Who knows? But uh, I still I still want to believe. And every time I get I get suckered, every time there's a new Bigfoot documentary, I have to check it out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, well, I like, see if it's you bullshit. got to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I figured we'd check this one out. This is a new Bigfoot documentary, 2023, The Cascades Encounter. So... For those of you that don't know, Matt lives in Arkansas. I live in Washington State, home of the Olympic Mountains and the Cascades. So I'm very interested to see what this is about. So I'm I'm out here living my best life in the Ozarks. <laughs> where there are many, many tales of big feet. <laughs> what I love is how you didn't believe me. And I was like, yeah, the Oklahoma-Arkansas border is a hot spot. You're like, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. We, don't, <laughs> we have the crown. <laughs> you guys have been having some shit go down. Um but uh let's uh let's pull this up and let's just uh let's just kick it off i'm I'm curious to see you know is 
is there any real new evidence or are we seeing the same shit over and over again? I know there's new techniques and new tools that we're using to analyze um, the evidence, but uh, I, I really want to see some good shit. I haven't. Right. Um, I've really been into nests lately. Like some people have found some nests in the Olympic mountains and there okay, were yeah. of them. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the DNA thing, this is what bothers me. Um, a lot of hair samples have been tested and some have come back very interesting, like half human, half primate. Um, some, most of them inconclusive. I think when uh, these people test these hairs and they realize that they have something that's unknown, they get a little weird about putting their name out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which uh, could be understandable. Um, what's up chat, everybody in the chat. Thank you for joining us tonight. Sorry about your knee, Josh. Um, uh, I got, I got nothing. I have no beverage. I, I just have a diet Pepsi with me tonight. No, no beer. I've got, I've got plans to do some work after this. So I got to make sure that uh, <laughs> I'm in the proper mindset. Um, but yeah, let's check out. I'm just looking for something new, something interesting. Um, I do like vocalizations. I think those are very interesting, especially there, there are linguists that have studied some of these um, vocalizations and they claim that they may have a language, which is very intriguing to me. Well, I mean, that would make sense. Like everything has a language, even yeah. all animals have a language. It's just yeah. the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't understand that a lot of that language is body language. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, Matt, have you, let me ask you something. You're pretty, you're pretty outdoorsy. Let yeah. me ask you yeah. something. What, what um, tools do you think, or what animals use tools when they've made a kill and, you know, uh, they want to tear up the meat or break bones. Do you know of any animals that are officially registered <laughs> that do those do you, kinds of things? Well, I, nothing jumps to mind in North America. Uh, that is <laughs> okay. That's an even better example. Um, okay, so nothing jumps to mind, but I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drop some of these facts. Okay. Well, a lot because a lot of people don't realize this. Um, but some, some folks do. So let's start off with great apes use tools. Yes. They um, do. not necessarily for like butchering a kill, but like you'll see chimps using sticks to grab ants out of a hole. Uh, there's other yeah. great apes that use that same behavior. Um, but here's, but here's another thing. Um, Chris, what is the nickname of killer whales? Of killer whales? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Shark wolves, killers, <laughs> wolves, wolves of the sea. Of the sea. <laughs> um, did you they, know they hunt in packs? That's true. They hunt in packs. But did you know that every region of killer whales has a completely different set of behaviors and hunting patterns really? because they've adapted to every single environment and how to hunt? That's probably exactly what Bigfoot's done. They adapt like. The killer whales in Antarctica will work in teams of like three to four and surge towards a uh, iceberg that a seal's laying on or an ice flat that a seal's yeah. laying on and wash the water over it and use the water to either wash the seal off into the water yeah. or it'll break up the ice flat. It's the ice float it's laying on and it still ends up in the water. Um, there are whales that have taught themselves to beach themselves to grab a seal and then they wiggle their fat asses back into the ocean. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, so the fact that, like, and these are whales. Yeah. Like, yeah. And these are, like, and another fun fact, killer whales aren't actually whales. They're porpoises. They're in the dolphin family. And it's not like they spend a lot of time on land. <laughs> no. So, so like, so just giving an example there, like, animals will adapt. Animals will find, to quote the great Ian Malcolm, life finds a way. <laughs> The reason why I bring it up is because I one thing that's been super intriguing to me is it seems like people have been running across kill sites where they've been seeing, you know, a bunch of skulls and just animals ripped to pieces, which isn't uncommon in the woods, I imagine. You know, you it, got big cats out there and shit. Well, you say that it's more uncommon than you think. Like you think so. 
well, like mountain lions will have an area in their mm-hmm. territory that they will take their kills to and eat there. Sure. And only there. They don't just eat where they drop it. Like if they can drag it to wherever this kill spot is, that's where they take it. And that's where, and then you'll come across like piles of bones and stuff like that. Yeah. And they've seen this, right? Yeah. And at first you think, okay, wild animal, you know, bear, big cat, something like that. But then they come across tools and markings on the bones that are not teeth, not claws. And they'll find like good sized rocks that are broken. And um, one show that I, I can't get enough of is uh, um, Expedition Bigfoot. I think it's a really good show. And they've got some yeah, really cool technology. That. I'm telling you, it's great. Um, but they found a couple different seasons. They found interesting kill sites um, on, I believe it was the season finale of the Alaskan Bigfoot uh, expedition. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they had a heat signature. They go out there, they find a kill site, fresh kill, fresh kill. And uh, the body's gone. Right. Picked up, but they don't have like, there's no trail of blood or anything. It's very interesting, but it was a fresh kill. Um, you know, pieces of this animal, but uh, most of it gone. I, I just, I just think it's super fascinating. And I really wish, I really wish we knew more about these animals and, you know, if they're real, I think they are. Um, but, uh, you know, you'd hear from hunters all the time. Like I've been in the woods my whole life. I've never seen shit. And then you hear from some hunters who said, been in my, the woods my whole life. And I've seen plenty of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's very interesting. I really wish we knew how they, how they, uh, how they behaved and um, you know, their migration patterns. Um, I just wish we knew more. So it's interesting when these documentaries come out, like show me something new. So show me something I haven't seen. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's kick this off. Let's see what this is about. Is this um, going to get a shut down? I don't know. We're going to find out. This is for educational and um, you know, commentary purposes only. We uh, are not intending to profit from this display <laughs> uh, maybe we that'll work no, it didn't we work make, we make no claim of this <laughs> yeah in fact if, if you enjoy this uh go watch the video for yourself but go, for right go. now you're hanging out with us <laughs> anybody at hilltop copy okay all right we got audio come again come again hey this is Kirk and Kip, and we're at the trucks coming up the trail to Hilltop. Guys, stand down, stand down. We have trees being pushed over literally within 50 yards of the camp. Okay, copy. Okay, All right. Getting good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I live right over there. <laughs> right over there. Right next to good old Everett, Washington. Look at those woods. <laughs> Just look at them. In August of 2020, there was a group of friends that were camping in the Washington Cascades and we encountered what we believe was a Sasquatch. This is that story. I reviewed a lot of the audio, so I kind of know the time frame. Basically around 12.50 a.m., uh, Jonathan and Shane talk about both hearing a whoop and that shows up on the audio, but what also was going on were some um, knocks. And from about 12.50 a.m. up until the tree fall, which is around 1.10 a.m., those are 
give or take a minute or so on the times, there were distant vocalizations and knocks all around this area. And if I was to guess, there was at least two individuals watching them, possibly three. Um, like I said, just before the tree fall, there's a definite percussive that no one heard. And actually about 30 seconds before the tree fall, there's a distant vocal percussive, and then there's a percussive here close, and then the tree comes down. After that, I, I didn't find any more distant vocalizations. It's it, my impression just from the audio is that after the tree fall, whoever was here took off for a bit. It eventually came back, but took off for a bit. Everyone was excited. I'm sure bears take down trees, right? I mean, if it's a if it's not greatly rooted and a big enough bears pushing on it, yeah, they'll come over. I mean. I need to see some real fucking evidence. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying, Dad. like, turn one of us loose in the woods and we could find <laughs> a tree that we could knock over. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I just, there's certain things where I'm like, the evidence that comes up where it's like you could, you know, pin it on something else, it's not good enough for me, you know? So yeah. Even the evidence where, like, you know, you see tree structures and shit. If it looks like a human could have done it, I automatically disregard it. However, it is interesting I, that that shit happens in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, crazy. I mean, have happen. you ever have you ever Googled survival structure with how many of those videos are out there and they're out in woods that look just like that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could be talking about a guy who was out there just making a YouTube video and someone happened upon what he left yeah. behind. The things that intrigue me are like giant trees uprooted, turned upside down, stripped of their branches and shoved back into the ground two feet. That's interesting. No human being that I know of can do that. Um, the tree branches that are like that big around just snapped right in half. Clean breaks, no claw marks, things like that. That's interesting to me. Yeah. And the vocalizations. Uh, some of those are very interesting. At 1.45 is when Kirk and uh, Kip Morell were up on the road and they recorded the vocalization So prior to the, the tree fall, the tree crash, Jonathan Brown and myself were sitting or standing next to this uh, campfire that we had in camp. And we were just, you know, standing next to each other, catching up, talking Bigfoot, making plans. And as we're talking from behind us out in the woods came this whoop. I mean, crystal clear whoop. One of the best whoops I've ever heard. Your classic whoop. And Jonathan and I look at each other, and we're both thinking the same thing. Did did that just happen? Now there was nobody. Um, there was nobody outside of camp. Everybody was accounted for in camp. It was dark. It's midnight. And I just had a feeling right there and then that this was going to be an interesting night. Probably mad they didn't leave the white claws out. <laughs> there was an Could just be deadfall, right? Yeah, it really could. It is okay. I mean, that tree doesn't look to be in the best of shape. No. Well, yeah, when that's... we came up here, we oh, found a couple other trees hey, back that up, were recent blow If you don't mind. Just a little bit. All right, right there. Let's look at the stump. Or the base of it. Pause it. I mean, I'm not claiming to be a woodsman, but that's pretty rotted if, it, if a root ball didn't even come up with it. Oh, yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not entirely sold. Let's see what they have to say about it. Interesting that it happens, 
you know, coincidentally so close to that. I mean, but again, like I'm saying, you find a bad enough tree, yeah. even you or I could push it over. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's keep watching. But like I said, that looks pretty rotted to me. Like, yeah. it could have been just like, like we said, it could have been deadfall. So, all right. We'll be able to see the firelight. Our Sasquatch is smart enough to know the trees that are easier to push over. <laughs> that's I mean, a pretty big fucking tree, too. That's a good sized tree, but I mean, like that's I an said, awfully I did, confident Sasquatch. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did hear a knock, like they talked about. I had the audio turned way up. I heard it. I heard the knock, and then the tree fell. But I mean, I'm still not convinced. Moving on. Let's keep going. Well, when we came up here, we had found a couple other trees that were recent blowdowns, mm. but with this one. Not only was it in the same direction, but the soil around it was dry. This still had moist soil. I have pictures of right in here specifically because I was wanting to show how fresh it was. And later on, when we came out to show Kirk, the soil had already begun to dry. So we know it was that fresh. Um, this was, it was almost... <laughs> these, these cracks, I have pictures of this crack specifically because it was really cool but it, it wasn't like it was weeping because it was already kind of dry, but you could just, everything was, fr everything was just fresh and moist and it had just come down. It just come it wasn't down. weeping because it was a dead tree. So the next it is the morning, Pacific Northwest. <laughs> we ventured out to find the tree that had been pushed over and we found some of the, we found quite a few trees, but you could tell that it'd been a while when we walked up on this one, it was fresh and all the ferns, were much larger at that point because by then they in august they're a lot taller but the the path where this thing landed everything was freshly smashed and it was quite obvious this is the one There's definitely enough land for something to hide. Oh, yeah. four miles away doing some night ops and nothing was happening and my friend Kip Morrill and I decided hey we've got another bunch of our friends at a different camp let's go check on them so we drove down here and this is the trailhead area that you hike into the camp about a half mile and uh, we decided let's go in and check on them see if they're having an activity what's going on we called on the radio because the guys in the camp had weapons and we didn't want to spook them and who knows what might have happened. And so we called on the radio. We said, Kip called on the radio and said, hey guys, this is Kirk and Kip. We're at the trailhead. We'd like to come in and join you guys because that's kind of protocol. You never just go into a camp in case they're having activity. You don't want to scare the Sasquatches away. We got no response. Kip called again, and sure enough, he got a response of a frantic voice of, uh, no guys, don't come in, stand down, stand down. We're having crazy activity, trees getting pushed over, etc." And so then we said, okay, we'll stay out. So Kip and I stood here for a little while trying to decide what we're gonna do, and Kip kind of wanted to leave but i said no let's kind of stay we're far enough away we're not going to interfere if they're having activity let's try walking down the logging road to another camp and uh, we'll see if we can get any activity from some other sasquatches that might be uh, further out on the perimeter and so that's what we decided to do do you have a radio i do okay then we should probably call them and let them know that we're gonna stumble in 
We don't want them to get spooked and shoot us. <laughs> Recreation, that's funny. So hey, folks at uh, Hilltop, Kirk and Kip are walking up the trail. We're at the trucks right now. Anybody at Hilltop? Copy. Come again, come again. Hey, this is Kirk and Kip, and we're at the trucks coming up the trail to Hilltop. Guys, stand down, stand down. We have trees being pushed over literally within 50 yards of the camp. Okay, okay copy. We started walking up this road. We walked about a hundred yards till we got up there. And um, the Kip was looking with his thermal and I had audio running on my head, uh, omnidirectional stereo mics. And he was looking with his thermal while I'm listening and recording audio. Kip saw a couple mice and he commented on it. So I, I see something and I said, what do you got? What do you got? He said, oh, it's just a mouse. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So then we started walking again and shortly right after he saw the mouse, we heard this vocalization. We were standing right up there. The vocalization came from over there. The camp where our friends were is down there. And the Vocalization that we heard was Aye. You'll hear it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You got something? Uh it's a mouse. Oh okay. Or a rat or something get ready to drink. Okay. The road. That's cool. You know what? That was pretty accurate recreation he did. I regret judging Okay, <laughs> I'm standing now close to the area where the vocalization came from back behind the camera. And Kip and I were standing down the road. You can see where it bends. And further down around the bend is where Kip and I were standing. I'd say it's about 150, 200 yards away. And the vocalization came from that thick area you're seeing now dense forest and as soon as it had finished Kip and I were wondering exactly what did we just hear and I turned to Kip and I said that was not an owl and then Kip was a little bit wondering well was it our friends in the camp and I said no the camp's over there vocalization came over there that was not our friends it was not an owl and nobody else is around. Kirk and I thought okay well let's just go ahead and take a walk uh, down the road uh, towards Camp 7. So we're on the graveled road, and not very long after that is when we heard this sing-songing cry. And I think the most interesting part of that was, my first thought was, why are those guys yelling and making noise when they just told us not to come in and something was going on? And I think it wasn't long after that that we realized that that wasn't them. But it was kind of interesting. That's where my hmm. brain went immediately was that it was a person, not a not an animal, but something what I, I thought was uh, a person or a human or something. But um, obviously, in listening to it later on, uh, being where it was coming from, which in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, uh, with really no trails or roads or anything back there uh, it was just extremely uh, interesting and very spooky thankfully uh kirk always has a recorder on and so he is able to capture it uh it's definitely something that uh, i consider doing now when i'm going out it was just a, an interesting opportunity to capture something that had kirk not had that recorder on 
we we would have never had that sound uh, to share and, and to uh, analyze. Okay. You got something? That's uh, a mouse. Oh, okay. Or a rat or something. Get ready to track. Okay. The road. That's cool. sounded human like to me yeah the the first one didn't but the second one the definitely yeah. sounded person yeah i'm sure you're not getting the full effect of being out in the woods and hearing it yeah I mean, i'm trying surely. to give it the benefit of the doubt but i'm like yeah because some of these some of these audio clips have been analyzed and these experts are saying that's hitting some notes that a human couldn't which is interesting to me. Right. I'm of the opinion that uh, I think they watched us park. They probably watched us walk in. I think they're around here the whole time, but they just didn't make themselves known until later. Makes you wonder how good they are at actually hiding. Have people gone gone out and filmed and just grazed right over one and you just didn't know? <laughs> Later on, sure. after we everybody went to bed, after the tree came down and everybody kind of settled, their nerves were settled. Rebecca Anslake, myself, and David Hallett were on the ground cowboy camping just in our sleeping bags. David Hallett fell asleep, uh, and Rebecca and I were awake, and we were listening to something move around behind us. And four or five different times, I got out my sleeping bag with a thermal unit and with therm. But every time I got out of my sleeping bag, everything would stop. The movement would stop. Whatever it was would retreat. It was just quiet. And I did that four or five times. And it got really frustrating to the point where, at one point, I just stood up with a flashlight. because I wanted to see what this large thing was moving around our camp. It sounded large. It sounded bipedal. And it was frustrating that it was obviously watching us and the movement I made getting on my sleeping bag made it go still, made it go quiet. Well, eventually around 4.30 in the morning, I did fall asleep. And Rebecca woke me up once. She was hearing movement getting closer to us and I could hear it. And I told her, we're gonna be fine. And she was a little nervous. You know, we have something big out there moving around us and we can't seem to see it. Well, I fall back asleep and later on that morning, daylight's coming up. That's when Rebecca saw what she saw move in behind the trees, something very large and most definitely bipedal. And it rattled her nerves big time, big time. Yeah, so we had um, Todd and Zachary had gotten in your tent and David and Shane and I are still cowboy camping on the ground. David had woken up at one point because we had a power knock happen right back in here. And that was the one that I fully expected to stand up. Or What's to look a up power knock? It was, it was right in this opening back in here. It sounded like it was really loud. Uh, a power knock. But about an hour after that, um, Shane's breathing changed. I could tell he was asleep. I decided I was going to try to stop talking and go to sleep. And it was only about not even a minute after that i'm still looking where i had been laying looking kind of at the two o'clock position so i could see these trees just the outline because it was just really dark you could just tell where the trees were and we had a recorder there todd's recorder was at the base of that tree my recorder was in the crook of that tree because after the tree went down i didn't want to venture too far in the woods and put it further outside of camp but it wasn't too far from that where I started hearing something just started walking was through this stuff and walking into camp. And the only thing I did see was that my view of these trees, just the outline of them disappeared. Something broad walked in front of it and it was just pitch blackness. And I don't know if that's about the time that my heart just uh jumped into my ears that was all i all i heard but i kept following 
with my eyes trying to follow the path of where it was moving. And we're on the ground here, so it would have had to walk between Dave over here. Jesus Christ. We're on the ground here. You guys, it's tense where that stick is. So it would have walked through here. The movement was coming through here. We're here. And I was looking up as much as I could, craning over my sleeping bag. I could have sworn it was right there. You could, I didn't see anything, but I knew I was looking right at it. And that's, that's what I hate about this is that I can't prove anything. You got guns. And I didn't have a. <laughs> well, a yeah, they're visual, bear country, bro. how I wanted it. To. Let me ask you something, Matt. Yeah. Put yourself in their position. Yeah. You see something giant walk right through your camp. You're awake. You have yeah. a gun. Yeah. Do you take a shot? I mean, so anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're out there to find Bigfoot. What are you looking for? Some footprints? Everybody's got footprints, dude. Bro, I mean, give me some fucking not, blood, dude. Not I'm to make this blood. like, not to make this that kind of issue, but like, I am a white Southern male. <laughs> Guns are my religion. Um, I'm, I'm scared. I'm gonna fucking unload a mag right where that black thing is. I mean, first of all, like, like those guys said, I mean, for real though, like, they're, they're in bear country. Like, yeah, you guys, you guys have bears up there, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're in bear country. Black bears especially are notorious for trying to eat people alive when they're in their sleeping bags. I am putting holes in whatever. <laughs> first of all, I'm not going to be able, if I wake up or if I hear something, first of all, I'm not going to be able to be quiet. I'm probably going to go, holy fucking shit. There it is. And I'm just going to fucking unload. <laughs> I'm just going yeah, to lay there and let it cruise through camp. No one will ever want to fucking go camping with me, dude. Bro, I tell you right now, like, I wouldn't just be out there with, like, like for real, though, like, the weaponry they're carrying around for bear safety is going to do nothing but piss off a bear, let alone a Bigfoot. What, what's, um, your, what's your weapon of choice? You, you're going Bigfoot hunting. What are you taking? Dude, if I'm going to the deep woods like that and I'm staying out, it's going to be odd six. Or I mean, no, no but bigger. Yeah. Like a, a probably a 45, 70 government round lever action. <laughs> nice. Less, uh, less to go wrong. Yeah. And at the same time, you are hitting it with, with something. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'm very, I'm very, yeah. Dutch gets it. I'm very <laughs> pro. If I'm going to hit it, I'm going to hit it hard. Like, <laughs> I, I understand people's arguments like nine millimeter versus 45. Um, but I would honestly, if I'm going to hit it, I'd rather hit it once or twice and it just know what's up. Interesting. Yeah. 12 gauge slug all day. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go out there with birdshot. That's just going to pepper them up real nice. Three, three, eight Lapua. That, that would do some damage. See, see this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm telling you, like if I was going, yeah. if I was going, I'd, I would have my 45 with me. Yeah. But I would be, I mean, my web, my primary would be a forty-five seventy lever action. Okay. <laughs> if you don't know I, I give it a little dusting. Matt, <laughs> Matt wakes up from a peaceful slumber. Just like, boom. <laughs> just takes it out in one shot. Chris <laughs> like, is out there like, I, I hit it with a buckshot and it did nothing. The news comes out to cover it. This poor thing is just fucking peppered and there's just one hole in it. It's like, that was oh him. My- <laughs> no have you ever heard of the movie strange wilderness yeah yeah <laughs> the yeah <scene> at the... <laughs> when they finally <laughs> just get it <laughs> where they finally they <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> where they find it he goes oh and they <laughs> they just gunned that motherfucker down <laughs> whatever we do before this show ends we are showing them that yeah. That scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me a live look of what goes down at our campsite. Yeah. Needless to say, I would be dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> could, you, uh, 
we're out Bigfoot hunting and some poor Boy Scout troops out there trying to provide assistance. We're just like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, well, there's not much left of this specimen. That you guys... <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh man. man. We would, you know, the poor bastard that actually takes one down is going to be hated. <laughs> like, you killed the. Fun fact I don't know who all plays video games here, but in uh, the Red Dead Redemption, the first one, when they did the Undead Nightmare little tiny spinoff game. There's a side quest where you hunt down Bigfoot. Really? Like you keep finding them and gun them down until you get to the very last one. Yeah. And it's like begging you to kill it because it's the last one. Oh, God. And so you can either kill it or just walk off and leave it. I always chose to leave it. <laughs> uh, I just, man. <laughs> I, I just find it hard to believe that the thing you're after all your questions will be answered and you really only need it i mean if you can get blood that's pretty I'm much gonna, i mean you need to put this but blood will put blood will answer some questions it would i'm gonna put this out there though like as far as what we're talking about here with her i imagine pitch black and you just see a disappearance of stars as something moves through and it's huge Bro, I want to tell you right now, unless you had it on your mind that you were going to blast whatever wandered into your camp, you're going to probably lay there frozen. Yeah, that's true. You could be frozen like, I guarantee fear. you, she held her breath the entire time that thing, whatever it was, cruised through. God. Hey, Bigfoot, you're spending all this time hiding, and then when you think they're asleep, you're just going to mosey on through the fucking campsite? I mean, you're going to mosey on through... Uh, you're gonna mosey on through and completely ignore the the human tamales that are just laying out. No shit, especially the one that could be bred. <laughs> I mean, I imagine the pheromones—they're probably pretty. I don't know. I. I hey man, if, it triggers horses, so I'm just saying. <laughs> really? Yeah. No Holy shit. God. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Holy shit! Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Moving on. Let's hear the rest of her story. To, to happen. But it walks through and this rush of air as it's walking past us right here comes from, because it came from that way, this air just goes past this side of my head and behind my head as it's walking in through here. It felt like somebody... Walking past you in a restaurant—that's the only way I can describe it. When you're sitting still and people are rushing restaurants past you, are you feel that air current. No, I know what she's going. talking about. Like, yeah, somebody's hustling, um, and you just feel that draft. I don't, I don't come know off what of to say about it other than that. You had to have been able to smell what it. Happened, what did it smell like? I hate that that happened because it's not—it's not how. It's not cut and dry. I couldn't film anything. I didn't have a visual, and shit. But we did have recordings. We did have audio going, and we pick up the movement. We have the the percussives, and so we're just going to keep coming back. I find myself like looking in the background of these videos a lot, like it. So hoping that something moves. Like you see a bigfoot lean out and go. Quarter inside it with a lantern. Guys, I did have the lantern because I just wanted to have my tent. I didn't want something to destroy it, but. God. trying to repeat at first i was thinking cowboy camera you guys out of your fucking minds but it's like oh a tent's gonna save I you <laughs> i mean fair point but i was awake in the tent and i was waiting for everyone to get up and i i unzipped the zipper a little bit a couple times just to see if anyone was awake or moving around and no one was so i just kind of laid on my back and i was just staring at the top of the tent and i grabbed my phone check what time it was and it was 701 daytime it was overcast but uh, at my feet i'm laying on my back like this and at my feet i saw a shadow go across the tent like that and i thought it was shane i'm like oh good let's get going someone's awake let's Come go because i want to get out of here i want to get back to camp and regroup because it was a real freaky night so i unzipped the t you know i sat up and i unzipped the tent you know just a little bit so i can pull it down and, and i'm all shane shane I called him like four times and he finally, 
he wakes up like what he was under the tarp and I, I couldn't see him. I thought he was, I thought he was over here because this thing walked right here or whatever it was. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, did you, did you just walk by the tin? He's like, no, I'm asleep. I'm like, Oh, great. I'm all, and I just laid back down just trying to think like, what did I just see? You're on your own. <laughs> kind of freaked me out. You're hunting fucking big. And, uh, it doesn't even that's really about it. I, just lays back down. I did not feel like getting out of the tent and running anything down. I, I don't know what it was. It wasn't massive or anything. It was like Shane's size. So. It was a youngling. I don't know. It's very strange. Well, if I've learned anything from this documentary, this group will leave each other to die. Yeah. Um, Jeez. (laughs) I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. reason that we were at this camp was because of an audio clip that Kirk had captured in 2010, as well as an encounter with the Sasquatch that him and Nathan had in 2015. In 2015, I was here with a Sasquatch research group and we'd come in from another area and this is our first night at this camp and my tent was exactly where it is now in the exact same tent and it was uh, a cold night. It was in uh, mid-May, early May and I had eaten some bad food and so I just crashed and I was dead asleep in my tent. And I was awakened to a loud vocalization that started with and lots of other weird sounds after that. Yeah, But what happened is that awoke, that woke me up and I didn't know what it was. I was trying to get oriented in my tent, remember where we were, because that was our first night there. And then the sound started going off again. And I thought, oh my goodness, my friend Nathaniel's being attacked by a bear. I need to go help him. And so I grabbed my gun. It was pitch black, I just, but I knew where I'd laid it. I grabbed the gun, unzipped the tent halfway, and then I realized it's quiet. There's no more sound if he's being attacked by a bear, that I'd still be hearing something. What's going on? So I laid there in the pitch blackness, wondering what did I just hear? And then it happened again. I started making more vocalizations. So he went from his friend was being attacked by a bear to... Making vocalizations that sounded like it was yelling words. It wasn't just making sound. It wasn't just shrieking. It was yelling a language. And so now I'm laying there with my heart just pounding out of my chest. I'm trying to think... What language am I hearing? See, now that's interesting. Because, you know, you don't have to understand Russian to know somebody's speaking Russian (laughs) or Japanese or something like that. But this language was one I was not familiar with at all. But my brain kept trying to place it. But it never could. It was nothing I'd ever heard before. And behind the language was an overriding emotion of frustration and disappointment behind what it was yelling. And between intermittent fits of yelling, it would stomp and break branches. And it all happened right over there. You can see the vine maple. And it was happening behind that and a little bit to the right of it. And it went on for a full 10 minutes. 
I remember checking my watch when it started, it was 12.37 a.m. And then when it finally finished its display of trying to, I believe, run us out of here, it stomped off down the slope to the west and southwest. And we had two friends who were camped about a quarter, half mile away in that direction. And they had audio running and it picked it up as it was stomping through the forest near them. So your whole goal when you're going out here is to prove they exist, right? Yeah, exactly. You're hearing one, having a little hissy fit in the woods. You got guns and you don't go after it. Now, <laughs> I'm all talk right now because obviously I'm sitting in my nice office in this nice chair. But if I'm with a squad and we all got guns and we've got, I imagine they had thermals, like, <laughs> come on, guys. The fuck? What are you doing out there? You're just going to keep bringing us the same shit. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. They better have, I better hear this audio he's talking about. Uh Throughout the display of it, of it yelling language and the E-ah that started the whole thing, it would go into a coughing or clearing its throat. And then there were spaces where it wouldn't make any sound, and that was the worst. you think it was the worst part hearing it vocalizing, but no, it's when it's quiet and you didn't know where it was. That's what freaked me out the it's worst. 800 pound primate. Because when it was making a sound, at least I knew where it was, not near me. And uh, my friend Nathan was camped right over in that direction. I'd say his tent was easy there, buddy. <laughs> right down there. And so he was quite close to it. I was camped out right down here. This is where my tent was. That Kirk poor guy had to hop through right the woods there. and this guy's just about to show him where he's And my out. tent was, it's a four season tent. It was right here. Um, the door was on this side. My head was down here. That vine maple was about a third of that size. But uh, yeah, the animal came in, as I'd mentioned in another video uh, previous, but we're on site today. Um, it had come in behind that vine maple between the, that dug fir and that dug fir there had come up and got just in that section there and let out a long <laughs> and then commenced its whole vocal fit. At this point, every time it started yelling, I would slip out of my bag a little bit more because <laughs> I figured that it can't hear me moving if um, it's yelling. It's, that was my logic. And so I slid out, turned around in the tent, and I remember facing in my tent right here and just being like, oh my gosh, I, I'd kill for a window in this tent. But I, it's a four season tent. There was just no way. So the tent's not going to see 10 minutes out. go by of this thing yelling and talking. And at this point, I'm just praying that other people are awake and that they can hear what's going on. And luckily, Kirk was. And it threw it started talking and like kirk had mentioned it was it was coughing and spitting and moving around back there and you could actually hear it going from that tree thump it knows you're there right it knows they're all camping. yeah how crazy would it be like if we we're sitting there matt and we're in our respective tents and all of a sudden you hear me go shut the fuck up <laughs> like i wonder what it would have done <laughs> right. oh. to that other tree and the thing you're after is one. right there it paced back and forth Talking back shit, over here and you don't do and uh, we actually had enough head. forethought the next morning that we came out here and immediately shot video and recreation of everything that happened so we could have it for the record and have it for the record yeah it was it was crazy just how close it was it was no more than 35 feet from the my tent 35 feet from the tent they have spotlights like million candlelight spotlights like that motherfucker up <laughs> and make it. I just don't get it. There's your million dollar shot right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I talk a big game and we'll see if I ever fucking run into a situation like that. What really happens? But I mean, I, I don't hear too many stories about these things attacking people. Now, would it have attacked if they lit that shit up? 
<laughs> and then I mean, just, maybe. <laughs> I mean, let me put it this way: if it wanted you dead, you'd be dead. So yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna. <laughs> they are animals. I think they're highly intelligent, though. So it would be interesting. But thirty-five feet, fuck. I don't know. And it was as close as that vine maple, um, at the time. And well, th- that was that's well over seven years ago now and it it came in here vocalized moved away went down to the homestead after 10 minutes of throwing a fit and kurt kirk and i he's like yeah you're like yup and we exited the tent we figured it had to have been right about here when it did the first vocalization maybe closer to that vine maple but it came in and it just oh we were just startled awake by and then you just hear this boom 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 and it'd pause and there'd be silence just complete silence for a moment and then you hear and then it would just stomp 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 to the next tree and just go back and forth for 10 minutes and in between, every once in a while, he'd stop, go silent, and then you'd hear, and this language, some kind of, as we would define it, language. You couldn't understand anything other than that it was obvious disappointment and frustration in its voice and in the way it behaved. It just, you could tell it was, it would vacillate between being terribly upset and then right uh like anger and then into emotion of sadness disappointment almost like they're not like doing anything some kind of issue <laughs> um, and after 10 minutes it finally became more sad sounding in its tone <laughs> and eventually let out one longer moan and then it walked down toward the homestead area below All right. Well, you know, shout out to those guys for making this cute little documentary. You know, it's um, good. It's good. I'm not hating on them. You know, I I did a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, though, like I I can sit here from my little soapbox all day and say what I would have done differently. But 35 feet and something that I believe to be seven plus feet tall, 500 plus pounds. You know, maybe I would stay in my tent. Yeah. <laughs> fucking holding my fucking little and gun. Just, like, And just hope it's enough to keep it from wanting to rip you apart. I don't know. If I'm going to die, I want to see this fucking thing coming at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm hoping somebody finds the SD card of the fucking shit I have. Um, but if I'm with a squad, I think I'm going to have to like, hey, are we all clear that if we hear some crazy shit, we're not going to be pussies because there's 10 of us and we're going to go out of the tent. <laughs> I'll be the one holding the flashlight. You guys can shoot it. That way I'm unarmed. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's 35 feet away from you and it's fucking speaking in a language. How can you just pass that opportunity? Yeah. Everything you need, the evidence you need is right there. Well, what cracks me up is they didn't get audio of it. Yeah, no shit. They, they didn't record. They just sat there. I mean, maybe you're just hanging out. <laughs> maybe you're just hanging out in the woods, I guess. But I just, man. I mean, they're there for that. They're out there Bigfoot hunting, and they didn't have. Well, you like, need to. Even, a... even that lady said they had recorders out. You mean tell me you had recorders within your camp, and you guys didn't get footsteps? No shit. I, I think the move is to set up camp and get, like, maybe three dudes that are, like, experienced linemen, right? You have yeah. them be scouts. You have them. Like they're on night shift with fucking uh, night vision and they gaff up a fucking tree, gaff up a tree and just hang out. Just chill. <laughs> seal team, seal team squatch. Dude, maybe that's it. You get a team of fucking Navy seals up in that bitch. It's some real tech. And also you've got something that big. You're telling me it stomps around and shit and you don't have somebody that can track. It's going to yeah. leave evidence at some at some point. The thing's going to have to take a shit. Okay, let's be honest here. It's going to have to take a piss or a shit. 
It's probably going to leave some hair, definitely some footprints. I mean, I don't know. When I hear something like that, it just angers me because I'm like, 35 feet away, you could have fucking lit that bitch up, had pictures, fucking at least audio. Yeah. Uh, you know. All right. Oh, hey, before we go, let's let's pull up the Strange Wilderness clip. Oh, that'll get us. Put- oh, but it's the end of the show. That's perfect. Yeah, it's the end of the show. Like I said, before we go, I doubt I doubt that clip will get us booted. But um, do you have it? <laughs> Did you get it? I can I can find it. Find it now. <laughs> and I'll I'll send you the link. <sighs> oh my god, it's right there at the very top. <clears throat> all right folks i hope you enjoyed that little viewing of that little documentary um not bad i'll, I'll rate it a, a six out of ten it was a good documentary for sure for real they did have that one vocalization like i said it sounded human but i wasn't there in the woods when it happened so i can't really say too much about it but it's evidence oh, i don't know I just I haven't seen too much that's really impressed me lately. And it's it's 2023. They have to have some good footage these days. There has to be something coming out soon. I'm hoping um technology's getting better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is our this is my going away present. This is how this is a live look of how it's gonna go down when Chris and I hit the woods. <laughs> oh man. Uh POV three, two, one, zero talking now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Peter Golke, and this is Strange Wilderness. Camped here, waiting to film Bigfoot. That's right, you heard me, Bigfoot. Animals have long been known as animals, not human. Is this us, Matt? <laughs> stupid, cowardly, aggressive. Dim-witted, low beasts, eager to kill, eager to eat, eager to fornicate, eager to stampede, all. But is it animals we describe, or is it mankind? Huh? Perhaps this freaking farva over there bridges the divide between us and them. Perhaps general ways can teach us, remind us that peace and harmony are necessary. If mankind is hey, to survive. Hey, oh, oh, huh? oh, Talk about what an all-star cast this movie had. The bastard said before he came at us. I think he said, "Huh?" Like he wasn't sure what was going on. No, it was more of a growl. Yeah, totally. Actually, you know what? It, it was more like a death growl. It was like, "Huh? Err, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> I mean, I heard that. Yeah, no, I did too. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I heard yeah. it too. Yeah. I've just, you know, I've just never killed anything before, but it was in self-defense. So, yes. oh yeah. yeah, yeah kind of the right. This mythological beast was engineered by the French. Fuck, I was so blind to not see it before. It was designed by the French in the early fifties to fuck <laughs> and eventually kill American people. He would have come <laughs> and fucking killed all of us. Exactly. Yeah, I read hey, that. You know what, like, if a mosquito is buzzing around you, do you let it go like, oh, hey, go keep on bothering me, like sting me and let me get West Nile virus? No, you fucking smack it like we did. Mm-hmm. Only we did it with guns. I, I don't know, guys. I mean, what? Well, I mean, uh, fuck them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to die, right? Yeah, yeah. Very carnivore son of a bitch. You see where he came at us, all up in our face and all. Uh, yeah, exactly. oh, fuck you, you fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking cocktease. 
<laughs> what was, I seen what was that? Deer laying over there. It was the deer that I'd shot the night before. But it was torn completely in two. Like, no- I think that's a good place to stop. I don't know what that is, but it looks very good. Season now what's in your history Sasquatch. now? Sasquatch unearthed. Interesting. All right, folks. Remember. Uh, anything's possible. A thousand percent, maybe. And Matt, it's your turn. Say it. Don't stick your dick in a portal, oh, Matt. Yeah, okay. Jesus I like, Christ. I, was like, well, I knew I threw line. you off there. You took my line. I'm like, huh? I fucking threw him off. I was... There's only so many times you can say, remember, don't stick your dick in a portal before you start feeling weird about it. I mean, I feel like two times is one too many. <laughs> I think it is. We might be retiring. Don't stick your dick in a portal. <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining us, folks. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I guess we'll figure it out next week, right? I mean, we could do that. We could do the Bigfoot thing. I don't care. Should we do another Bigfoot thing? Maybe we'll do another Bigfoot thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy this hypothetical Chris out in the woods, like, like break yourself, <laughs> fool, and start capping. Uh, Dutch guys, no. Um, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get something to eat. Instructions <laughs> 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 on what that else? note, folks. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We'll see you later. Good night, everybody.